we've just swapped things around a bit today, so we're going to be looking at the book of Colossians um, and in the Lord's provision and in His timing, the passage we're looking at are the two verses which give the perfect background to what is happening here. And I praise the Lord for His timing. The Holy Spirit really works that way when we are faithful to Him in, his, in the ministry of His Word. So if you can turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. And we're looking at verses 13 to 14 as we've been studying this book. So before we carry on, I need a volunteer. Yes, you volunteered. You looked at me first. Come. You can come. I need you to sit on this chair. And then you're going to be brave because I'm going to cover you with ropes. You ready? Let's cover you with ropes. I'll take them off, I promise, a bit later. Okay, you ready? Excellent. Oh, I love it. Look at this. It's like spaghetti. There we go. You all right? Lovely. Just like that. Beautiful. And then, just hold. I'll, I'll take you out of this after a while too. Don't worry, all right? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you now. Just hold. It's better not to tell them these things before the time. All right, so I want to give you a, a pictorial view of what happens in this passage. So let's just read this passage together. Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. It's talking about Jesus Christ. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So those are the verses we're looking at. You see, it's a common fact that when you live near to something amazing, if you're there long enough, you forget it's there. So those of us who live in Whanganui, I live quite close to the Whanganui River. And after a while, we kind of get used to it. You forget it's there. People who live next to mountains, after a while... It's there, but they don't take notice of it anymore, right? And in many ways, it's like that with our Christian faith. We can get dumbed down and forget what Jesus Christ has done for us. And so it's really good that we get reminded every now and then, what has Christ done for me? So that it stays a miracle of grace in us. I don't want to get dumbed down to this. And so here we are with this verse. You see, Paul now turns from praying for the Colossians to giving praise and thanks for what God has done for them and for us, you and I. So what has God done? Well, our verse says, if you look in verse 13, He has de delivered us from the domain of darkness. Now this word delivered is the same word for He drew us up from and uprooted. Do you get that? We were in the domain of darkness, all right? We couldn't see, you're right, good. We couldn't see, we couldn't see the things of Jesus Christ. We couldn't understand the things of Jesus Christ. We were rooted in Satan's domain. Why? Because of Adam's sin, Genesis chapter 3. Adam sinned and for the rest, 
the penalty for sin was anyone that got born after Adam was rooted in sin. And so therefore it doesn't matter whether you're a good Kiwi or not a good Kiwi. Whether you try and live a good life or not, doesn't matter. Your state of being is you are rooted in the domain of darkness unless you've taken Jesus Christ, asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior. That's the reality. We are covered by sin and in sin and rooted in sin, in Satan's domain of darkness. And Jesus comes along and he delivers us, he draws us up from, he uproots us from that situation. You see, when we're in sin, we are tangled in it. We are helpless in our sin. We are hopeless in our sin. There is no hope for us. We can't do anything for ourselves. No man or woman can extract themselves from this situation. No one. It has to be done from the outside. Jesus Christ has to come and deliver us from the domain of darkness. You see, this darkness, when it speaks about darkness, it's not just absence of light. It's a rejection of God and light as well. And so when you look at people around that do not know Jesus Christ in society or family members, we have to feel sorry for them in many ways. They can't understand the things of light because they're held by the roots in Satan's domain of darkness. And so it should give us an urgency to speak to people about the gospel message because the gospel message is the only thing which can save them from that situation. So there's an absence of light, but there's an also an opposition to the light. And it's not just being without God, it's a situation of being against God. You see, if you're, a, if you're an unbeliever, you're against God. Your fist is in the air shouting rebellion against God. That's why our society today is so anti-Christian. It's not because they hate us as people. You might be the, the most pleasant person in society. But if you say the name Jesus Christ and you say, I believe in Jesus Christ, they will hate you for that. Why? Because they hate God by heart. They can't help it. They're rooted in the domain of darkness. We get that? And praise the Lord, it doesn't stay that way. Paul says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. Now, Jesus comes along, he dies on the cross, he pays the price, and we're going to come to that soon. He pays the price for my sin that I should be paying by rights before a just and holy God. He takes away that sin. Sorry, my dear. You all right? Good, thank you. Free, yes, and you can come to this chair now, much better chair, this one. And if you want to, can you please put... Oh dear, it's all going to pot. Just put this on, please. Just over your top. And then put the crown on. Fantastic. You see, Jesus comes and he transfers us to the kingdom of his... Sorry, God comes and he transfers us to the kingdom of his beloved son. When God comes, he takes us, he takes a sin from us, and he puts on us the cloak of righteousness, and I'll explain that now. He puts us in his son, and he makes us one with his son. We become heirs of the kingdom. 
is together with Jesus Christ. He transfers us. You see, God comes along to that hopeless situation and God, who is the Almighty One, comes with His might. He chases um, Satan away from that situation. Satan has to flee. God takes us from the situation, uproots us, and gives us a whole new status before Him. We are made to be from helpless and hopeless to in His Son. Because Jesus is the one who died for us. And it is only in Jesus Christ that we can have new birth and life. Without Jesus, you can't do it, you see. And that's why as an unbeliever, you can't do anything to make yourself right before God. The only way you can make yourself right before God is to become in Christ. And the only way you can become in Christ is to bow the knee to Him and say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner that needs saving by your help, save me, Jesus Christ. And ask Him to take your sin away from you, your state of sinfulness, and give you a new heart which knows God. Take that fist from in the air and put it behind your back and bow the knee and say, Lord, you are now my Lord. God transfers us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, the son of his love is the literal translation. God puts us in his son. God takes charge of our souls. He gives us rebirth. He gives us a new life where there was only an eternal dying before. You see, without Jesus Christ giving us the new life, we would be eternally dying before God. Because... At the end of time, when Jesus Christ comes, those who do not know me will go to hell. That is the punishment waiting for them. And what is hell? Hell is not being dead forever, not knowing what's happening forever. Hell is dying forever. It is being without God forever and ever and ever with everything that entails. No light, just darkness. Hatred against God forever. Pain burning forever in darkness. But Jesus Christ comes, transfers us from that into the kingdom of His Son. And then in the legal sense, because there's, two, uh, there's a process here of spiritual rebirth and then a, 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 a legal renaming. So before God, the holy judge... I get reclassified, justified. You are justified, just as if, as if you had never sinned before God. So before God, the holy judge, he looks at you and he says, my son saved you, he paid the price for you, your sin has been paid for, you are now right with me. Amazing, isn't it? And so he carries on in this verse. What does Jesus Christ do for us? He gives us redemption and forgiveness of sins. Now the word redemption is slavery technology, uh, terminology. Slavery terminology. He gives us redemption. He frees us from. He frees us from having to pay the price for our own sin before God. He frees us from the sin that we've committed. 
We are redeemed. He frees us. The delivery, the payment for sin has been paid. The ransom payment has been paid. Not to Satan, by the way. Some people think that God is to pay Satan something. No. Satan's out of this picture. It's the kingdom of God we're talking about. The ransom paid has been paid to Almighty God as the judge who sits on his seats of judgment and all sin must be accounted for. And that payment is made to God. So God pays God for our sin. And so the good news this morning is that your sin has been forgiven. If you're a believer, if you have asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, He's delivered you from the domain of darkness and put you into the kingdom of His beloved Son, the good news is you've been redeemed and your sin has been paid for. You're no longer tied to that sin. doesn't matter what happened in your background and your history. It's behind you if you're in Jesus Christ. You don't have to get formed and shaped by your history anymore. You don't have to hold on to those things in the past anymore. The Lord has taken them away from you. As far as the east is from the west, they are gone. That's the good news. That's Paul speaks about here. You've been forgiven of your sins. Your past sins, your present sins, your future sins, all paid for. And that's why as believers, when we live our lives every day, yes, we stuff up. We do, because none of us is perfect. But it's not the end of the world, you see. Jesus Christ has paid for those sins. And so all I need to do is come before him and say, Lord Jesus, I've messed up again. Please forgive me. And I know you have died for my sins. And he, he's taken them away for you. Is that right? The miracle of his grace enacted every single day. So what do we do with this? Now there's some verses here. And I'll, I'll, I've put them up here. So let's look at those verses. First verse is this. Philippians chapter 1 verse 27 to 28. And I want us to read it together. Because this is the implication of what Christ has done for us. Here it is. We are to live as citizens of heaven. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. What a, what a verse for us. You see, when we are saved by grace, the question you and I need to ask ourselves is, how do I represent Jesus as His representative here in Wanganui? Am I living as a citizen of heaven? How do I live as a citizen of heaven? In this way, we must conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of Jesus and the good news about Christ. I bear the citizenship of heaven and Jesus. How do I live my everyday life amongst people who can sometimes drive me to do the wrong things? And we are to live in such a way that whether someone's watching me or not, God sees me. And I'm living in a way which glorifies Jesus Christ. There it is. 
So are you living as a representative of Jesus Christ? A worthy representative of Jesus Christ. Second verse that comes from this is this one. Romans chapter 7 verse 24. Are you and I filled with gratitude for our rescue? Or are we dumbed down to it? Are we still grateful for what Jesus Christ has done for us? Here's the verse. Let's read it together. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now Paul was talking about his struggles with everyday sin. And he was saying, what am I going to do about this situation? How, do, how am I rescued from this sinful man that I still am every day? And he says, thanks be to God, I've been rescued through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, are we still grateful for that as believers? Or have we grown blasé to the fact that I'm saved by Jesus Christ. And then lastly, you and I are free from our pasts. We're free from our sins. It doesn't mean we don't sin anymore every day. Yes, we do because we're imperfect. And we're being made to be like Jesus Christ, right? But in the meantime, our sin has been paid for. It's paid for in full. We need to just come to Jesus every day and ask Him to forgive us those daily sins. And He has promised that He will separate them from us as far as the east is from the west. Let's read this together. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not heal with us as we deserve. For His unfailing love towards those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Oh, I praise the Lord for that last line. He remembers. God Almighty, the all-knowing one, who can see everything I think and do, he remembers in his mercy that I'm only dust. Praise the Lord for Jesus Christ and forgiveness of sin. If you still do not know Jesus Christ, the only way that you can be saved is to bow the knee to Lord Jesus Christ. Allow Him to take your sin away, to take you from the domain of darkness and to give you new life in the light of His kingdom. But you need to come. And if you want to know more, come and speak to me afterwards. I will take you through what it means. But you need to know Jesus Christ if you want to live forever in His kingdom and be saved. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. I'll give you a lolly afterwards. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that we have hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the reality of you saving us from the domain of darkness and deadness forever and bringing us, transferring us into the kingdom of your holy and your most beloved Son, Jesus, and giving us life and light.